Here at Hot Take Point Made, the name itself should be self-explanatory. We take hot things and then intuit the point that's being made within them. And why would you have that hot take? But the thing is, if you're someone who smokes cannabis products, you're probably just taking it for granted that you have to have hot, irritating smoke in your lungs in order to experience the chemicals such as THC within cannabis that you enjoy, that get you high, that give you a fun sensation, or maybe the CBD elements that calm you down a little bit, chill you out, remove some of the anxiety, all that jazz. Basically, if you're someone who's in that position, you might be like me and take it for granted, like it just has to be the way it is, you just associate smoke in your mind with that. But actually, I can tell you as someone, believe it or not, who has smoked many different types of weed and with different types of instruments even, not like clarinets and stuff, you know, look into it, in fact, you look on the Facebook website, they have bobblers, dabs, oil rigs. The joke I always make there is shout out to Evil Geniuses for the oil rigs. <laughs> Think about it, Chevron, right? Anyway, but, but that's one where basically. If you take a freeze pipe, though, which is a special type of bong that has a food-safe glycerin chamber, and you put the food-safe glycerin chamber into the freezer for a mere one hour, so about the time it takes, joke is like between maps on an ESL bag. <laughs> we, all, we all know the jokes, we all know the jokes, but let's get away from the jokes and get back to this, because, by the way, the jokes will flow once you smoke the freeze pipe, you'll be giggling away. So what you do is, once you put it in there for a mere hour, it cools the smoke by over 300 degrees. Now, that's more cooled off than Evil Genius's team for the last three years of Counter-Strike, guys. It's practically Arctic temperatures. So when you do this, you get to enjoy, you get to turn your cannabis smoking experience into a cannabis smoking experience. Use the code LFN at thefreezepipe.com for 10% off. There you go. Here's the thing, boys. You never thought one of these shows would start with a real bong chamber ad at the beginning did you now i won't lie it's not like it would have been impossible to guess like if we'd have had this show two years ago and you were like hot take thorin will be sponsored by a bong manufacturer <laughs> not like that would be the craziest thing no like because i don't be like are you insane are you on your mind why would you have who thorin no way like it's not like he'd do that to be fair but anyway yeah thanks to the freeze pipe right we're into the show boys so who wants to start off? Who is bringing the initial heat to this equation? By the way, you don't. we don't always have to go like mildest to strongest, obviously, but who's got one to start off with? I've got an all right one that sort of ties together some interesting points that have been made previously, but I think I've got the angle for it. So do you have one, Kassad? You don't yeah, usually start I mean, off, so come on, hit us with I, it first. I have a couple of them. It's nothing too spicy, it's just like, you know, a little bit, a little bit, okay. you know, take it easy. But the, I want to say, like, I was looking at the past events of Cloud9 and... You know all these things that happened okay. and like the fact that they're not playing the okay. major and i can say that <laughs> unusual to have some cloud nine slander on this show but okay. <laughs> i can say that that uh, that shiro right now is the best player in the world oh no, okay no, best oh, just, wow. just flat out, not up not up just best player just best player, best in the world. player in okay the world right now, no contest i don't think okay right now, simple is is on his level nico is not on his level zaiwo is not on his level nobody's on his level right now and this is a true crime that he is not going to be at the last major to actually kind of try ah, to right. cement my point here. And the fact that, you know, that he has like an ass of a team right now and the decision-making the team has been making in the past, whatever, six to six months to a year, is resulted that the best player in the world right now is not going to be at the major and he's probably not going to, you know, live up to that potential this year to be the number one when the year ends simply because the fact that they're not going to be you know in the 
in the actual major. So, I mean, counterpoint would be if he's the best player in, in the world, then, you know, 12-3 lead against Cloud9, against Vitality on the CT side, you should be able to close the game by yourself. But sadly, the Counter-Strike doesn't work that way anymore, and you cannot win the games by yourself, no matter who you are. You can say that it's simple, with Nico, with Zywood, like, you can just can't do it. And it's just not his fault whatsoever. I do believe that right now, if you look at the... I, I just rewatched their games, and I rewatched his game, not Cloud9, nobody should watch Cloud9 games. But, like, you should you should watch Shiro's game, right? The, the, the things that he does, the timings that he gets creates for himself not gets he creates them for himself the, the shots that he takes the decision making is 85 to 90 percent always right and that's for me is like you know something that not many players can do <coughs> right now and for me like that qualifies him one of those things that qualifies him as the best player in the world the first thing i'll say is that i've got zywu as the best best player in the world right now I think that what he's doing with vitality i'd say this you either you either take one or the other you take my take from last time that was apex is a top five igl and that's why vitality are doing so well or zywu is the best player in the world and he's carrying them so i think i think uh right now right now i'm actually kind of leaning more towards zywu than shiro i think that if you're the if if you're I think that with with Shiro right now, the thing that what's so annoying about this all, though, to move away from from that point, is just that again, this brings me all back to the whole Nafoni conversation. Though a again, it just makes me think about their structure. How if you do have the best player in the world, kind of why can't you win? A, have him just win the game on his own? Like why why can't you use this guy efficiently enough to get you to a major? against teams that they, they otherwise should have. I mean, the the phase loss is one where I think you got to see under the magnifying glass how this system fails so many of the players other than Shiro because CT side, Axile was a beast in the series. He had 102 ADR. T side, he had 67 and was 13 and 23. And so, like, Shiro did very well, to, to your point, Kassad, in this series. But I think that it is still such a shame that he's on a team that has such a flawed system. Like, tell me, tell me any of the other top five IGLs in your eyes wouldn't get the best player in the world to the major. I just don't see that happening. It's just you're right. Like, I, I'm, I'm not opposing you on the fact that, like, the, the team around uh, the team around Shiro is just terrible. Right, the IGL is obviously Nafani is just some something that's someone that needs to be either removed from that role or removed completely from the team because like he has that piece even with Exile who is not being like on top of his level but he should be enough not just to get to the major but like let, let's look at the game against Vitality you are 10-0 up 12-3 on the T side of your best map you're going into the better side of that map and you can't close it out. So something is wrong. The timeouts that you are asking, like doing, the adjustments that you are making are not good. Like it's just some, something that you should not be allowed to, you know, repeat ever again. Simply because you, you would get fired and you know just replaced, and you don't have the chance to ruin it again. You had your chance. You had multiple chances for multiple events, multiple months, seasons. You didn't deliver. It's time for you to move on and for us to get a new IGL because we have the best player in the world and we have the top five player in the world. Around that, we can build something, either that or just sell the fucking team and just, you know, but that's another point. 
I don't actually believe what I'm about to say. Believe it or not, sometimes I say things for entertainment or to shitster, I believe the dictionary term is. But you could technically say, because we have roasted Maui about all his takes being so bad in like reality right afterwards. To be fair, after the Apex one, they did win a tournament. And also, this is the shitstering part. They did technically have one of the greatest Vertigo T-sides of all time on a very CT-sided map. You know, like, and he did like inspire and sort of like amuse, draw out a 39-kill performance from Dupree that was like a flashback to the old. So in some ways, isn't Apex actually the best IGL? No, anyway, whatever. That's just a joke. That's not even a take. Let's bring it back <laughs> to the actual thing about Shiro. I actually can see what you mean. The problem, obviously, Shiro has is... His team, it's basically the same things he had until just this last tournament. His team just doesn't get him to the finals that often. So even if he was the best, people usually won't give you the credit because they'll say some shite like, like Kazad said, like, well, why didn't you win the match if you were the best? Which is just, just always going to be the refrain, I'm afraid. It's why actually in Counter-Strike, the joke is even though people themselves as fans usually fight against the one-man carry on the lesser team, they always expect you to be that player if you are the best player. That's the silliest thing about it. Like, they don't really actually incentivize and reward being like a cold zero or an all-off like in a system but the best player they don't really reward that because if you don't have the system you therefore they can't be that player so you just automatically your players erased i would just say the eye test definitely checks out for shiro and one of the things actually i think in the modern day because people will know statistically simple's getting right back up to where he used to be he's coming to the top again he looks like he's actually gonna end the game in another battle maybe but i'll tell you what if you actually watch simple's game he whiffs all the fucking time now like one of the things i used to say made simple like beyond goated with the in my opinion, was he would fire as fast as anyone, but he had like one of the best hit rates of anyone too. It's like, bro, you're normally as an opa, you pick. You either go really like you, you go like slow and steady, or you go like fast flicky, but you like move around a lot and you just hope you sort of get like a streak of nice shots. Well, here's the joke, guys. What Simple used to do, that is just Shiro's game now. Mate, if you ever see people just come after this guy, he not only f probably has the fastest firing speed, it's got to be up there, it's so, so fast, but mate, his hit rate is ridiculous. It's so rare he whiffs. And mate, I'm, I'm talking about whiffs on just normals. Like, if he actually takes hard shots, even he hits them. He's that guy where if you, like, peak the headshot angle as a rifler against him, he just kills you, mate. He just shoots you straight in the head. So I do think a lot of his game is CT side. Now, look, you can say some of that's because of Nefani. I'm with you on that angle. But, like, on CT side, he might be the, should be the best player in the world. He's, like, if you try going to his site, mate, this is the guy where, like... I, this is another thing that reminds me a bit of Old Simple. It's like when you come to his position and he gets the first kill, in your brain, it's like you think you're watching the Frag movie already and you're like, oh, he gets the next two as well. And it's like, oh, wait, this is reality that he just does, like almost every time. Like that's why, by the way, just as an aside, I'll actually bring up the map I referenced, Vertigo. I actually think Loki, the reason that is one of his best maps is because since there is nowhere to retreat to and the team can't make some sort of stupid call, you basically on CT side just sit in the bomb sites and wait to take fights with Ts. It just means that... It just shows you his raw skills are fucking mental. Like, if you try attacking his site, mate, he'll get kills all day long on that ramp. Like, he'll just kill everyone who comes up. So, I think, yeah, he's absolutely phenomenal. The only thing to me, and in fact, I'll even say, I even agree with Katsad's point there as well. I did think when he first came on the scene in Gambit, which now you have to remember is like three years ago, something ridiculous. He was maybe like a bit more GM-esque, like a bit too overly defensive then. I actually think now Katsad's nailed it. The real problem is his team's not good enough. Is it? If his team was the best team, he would be actually compared to like Device, I think 
because the vice used to be fantastic at like decision making on when to save, when to go to a spot, how to hold it, which angle to. I always thought he was like just that's the area he just nailed. So in some ways, she has that modern element. I don't think I would maybe say he's the best player myself. I think it's just if you're doing the conversation, he's in the two or three names that are in there. I'd probably go with Zimu too, as quite frankly, since he's won as well. But I think it's a legit convo. Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. I think it's a good take. Right, I've got one, and it sort of ties together some of the opinions of the past, but I've got a good angle for it, which is this. I actually thought of doing this a few episodes ago, but Maui said a similar thing on the last episode, I know, because it's the take we've often discussed about uh, Na'Vi and how Bit works in that team. I actually do think you can phrase it like this. Na'Vi 2021 Bit was just Blade. It wasn't even Bit as far as I can tell. I know the story goes, no, no, what happened was Blit, like, Bit was a phenom on LAN and then once he got going, you know, like he just couldn't be stopped and, you know, he had the best M4A for whatever that shite everyone says. Oh, and then Simple Electronic were cut. Here's the reason why I say that because I'll give a very quick, a brief history lesson for people who don't know the old days of CSGO. The reason why the player Flamey was hyped to the heavens in Na'Vi for like six years. Even though if you started watching after the first couple of years, you'd be like, why do they always hype him? Doesn't he just have like the odd map that's good? And you'd, you'd think to yourself, why do people like Sponge always bring him up? Yanko, they always say like, he's the X Factor. Like he could go, you'd go, why do they do that? Because if you remember the beginning of when Flamey joined Na'Vi was when Starix was the IGL, but he was the coach. And he could, and at the time, the rules were he could talk all the time. And since in that team, think it through, they had people, People like fucking Edward and and Simple, oh, no, not Simple, sorry, uh, Guardian, uh, Seized, all these people like veterans, people around the seat. Basically, I was told Starix was able to essentially just micro-flame me. He could just focus on him completely in the game because they had the tactical system that they would run. Basically, the, the team, as far as I know, ran off Guardian. He sort of like triggered whatever they did in the game, basically. And then basically, if you think about it, you could you could essentially assign some of this IGL because he's not actually playing in the game. You could assign some of his sort of brain power to help him flame. He sort of be in position, know his timing, help with people, like help with utility and stuff. And then what happened, if people don't know, is when they took away that aspect with the coaching rules changes in 2016, Flamey just became like about 75% as good a player and never got back there again. He just spent the rest of his career as this weird figure. And the joke is, the parallels are crazy, guys. Like, it's basically the same fucking player, because if people don't know, it was like, oh, we have fucking... At the time, it was Guardian and... Uh, and people like that, and then you needed Flamey to be the one who stepped up to like make us win the game. That's what Bit's whole fucking role in Navi is. But you see, he doesn't do it. So rewind, go back to 2021 when Bit came into this team. By the way, ironically replacing Flamey, literally replacing Brookie. We'll put that to one side. When he came into this team, the rest of the team set boys. Like think about it. You don't have to tell him this simply. He's the best player probably ever at the time. You had Electronic who was really good, and it was actually we could see it was just he needed to get to land basically. Just online calling isn't the same, you know. Then you had fucking Boomich who look for as much as I'll diss him as a player. He clearly had his own ideas about how to play. You never probably had to tell this fucking guy to do. He's all, the joke is he spent 90% of his career just fucking peeking that little wall on Inferno B <laughs> banana with a fucking MP9 or something, didn't he? Like, wasn't that his whole career as far as I can remember? Every, and, then, every, and, then, yeah. and then every Mirage T-Site was just in with a Mac 10 just running on A-Site or something. Like, what? Are you are you me playing matchmaking when I'm high, boom? It's just as mental. And he's like, well, hi, I'm what? Thor no, anyway, we'll leave that joke. Put that to one side. We don't, we don't read Telegram around here. There's a lot of rumours and bullshit on there, guys. Don't, don't believe everything you see nowadays. So basically, like, 
And then you had Perfecto, who, let's be real, is actually one of the best players to just come into a team and find their role completely. Electronic and Simple are already there. You've already got bit left. So if you are Blade, and remember, guys, when he first came in the team, they were online, so you could fucking talk as the coach. Like, all I'm going to say is this. Like, I imagine Blade put a lot of his time into bits and figured out how do we use him and shape him, and I brought him from the academy squad. So I can see, like, that all makes a lot of sense as to why he was great that first year. And then and to pick up, basically, Maui made the point on the last one. The problem is, after that, especially since they've had their, SDY thing and then NPL and this drama with the IGL and electronic has to become the it does seem as though they thought it was one of those ones like where they didn't realise being a coach in IGL is like spinning plates they were like right that's plate spinning so don't worry about that one it's sorted already and it's like sorry Blade believe it or not the bit plate fell a fucking while ago mate and it's never got back up there and if you saw the recent tournaments look you can flame like simple within or electronic bit just never fucking performs nowadays guys he's just a bang average player it's really sad because you'd never believe this was like the flame example you'd never believe this was the guy from 2021 who was actually like i mean i'll put i'll bring this up again even though they were wrong because they were forgetting Zewu, people were calling this guy the greatest rookie in the history of Counter-Strike. Do you remember that? That was the real take, even on desks. People were trying to push that angle. So, yeah, there's, there's the general take. Thoughts, everyone? So Yeah, I mean, I've kind of had a pretty similar conclusion to this because even when I was watching Bit in his prime, when he first came to Na'Vi, it always felt like you could really map out very obviously when you watch his demos, like what he's going to do next. And it was almost like, to me, it felt like a very consistent flow chart. Like, over overpass a rifler i find to be one of the positions where you should be like the most creative as a rifler or should just have, have the most like fluid rotations between your positions but actually bit was not really like a lot of other a riflers like you think of rain and how he'll just like push at a random time and he'll like take some more space back but like bit was basically like he'll start a party he'll like try to get one fight then he'll like go to divider, maybe try to get one fight, and then he'll kind of just play back into the site. And sometimes him and Simple would re-aggress, but it was very rare that Bit would just like push for no reason or like just kind of off of a feeling. And I think that was very much by the design of Blade and what they were doing on that map. I'm sure it went to other maps as well because you kind of just watch him and it just feels like these staged moments in a round for him that he was following to a T. And so I think people started figuring out sort of around the time where uh, they were switching IGLs to electronic, basically like, okay, we know what Bit's gonna do every single round and they've never reinvented Bit's playbook. And so, yeah, this is a point that I've I've kind of just been considering because like now, now like sure Blade can say that electronic is a better IGL than Boomich, but it's like, I, you're still holding his hand a lot more. You're still also helping NPL a lot, surely. And that's why Bit has fallen off so much. So you look at his basically, you look at the LAN ratings for Bit pre-electronic boomage shift, and he never dropped beneath a 1.00 rating, and he's had two in the time since electronic became the in-game leader. And that's not, and I'm not even just gonna necessarily blame electronic or like any or NPL, I think it's just like he needed a lot of help. Like Bit needed to be told what to do. He needed to be almost game plan for specifically because you could obviously, if you're Blade, just say simple electronic. You guys know what you're gonna do. Boomich, you know the system we're running. Perfecto, obviously, also he's just like filling in the gaps here and there. But Bit, Bit's the guy that he put a lot of focus in before, and now that he doesn't get to, it's just it's not the same. I don't even know where to start. There's so many wrong things that you guys said. Just, Come on. Well, just make a list and hit it all. Come on, baby. Uh, <laughs> so many things. Now, the thing is, first of all, Bit and Flamey just can't compare in any universe at all. At all. Like, Bit is 10 times more skilled, 10 times sharper, 10 times, you know, 
the, the player that Flamey ever was in terms of like understanding and making the rotations, getting the kills, getting the headshots, whatever, right? He's just, they're not even close to each other. The thing is, the other thing is obviously Blade has the credit for getting bit into the system, getting bit from the academy team, getting him, you know, the way he was in 2021. But that's all. Like, and also his fault is that Bit is not playing well simply because they changed his spots, right? When when Boomich was sacked and, you know, Electronic was, you know, brought into VDIGL, they changed a couple of spots. And once, once that happens, I've been in teams, we changed a couple of player spots multiple times and they become a different player. Like, it doesn't really matter if you hold their hands or you tell them what to do. Sometimes they become a different player because that's a natural role for them, a natural rotations from them, a natural game for them. They cannot read the game the same way they do in the different spots. They are not providing the same informations, you know, they did in the other spots. It's just very difficult. And that's not making you a, making him a bad player. It's just making him a player that, you know, not, not very versatile. And you don't need five versatile players. You just need, you know, a specialist for that role. And he's good and the best in the world on that one. That's fine. I'll take it. But if I put him in a, in a role that he's uncomfortable with, and then, then I complain that he's not playing well, then it's my fault. It's not his fault. That that that's that's all it is, right? And then you just put him back where he was, and he's gonna perform well on that position. Now, Navi as a team is just like I, I, the bad decisions are like one after another. After I, I used to have a, give a lot of credit for to Blade, and I still think he's one of the best coaches like in 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 the CS right now. But like some of the decisions with this SDY and then NPL and all these things, like so unnecessary. Changing the spots of the players, changing the IGL because okay, because they have to. But just imagine the 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 the, the scenario where they didn't sell Monesi. They were like smart enough to keep Monesi and put him on the op roll, and play simple, give him the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants. Like he can be the the uh, rifle slash secondary op, right? Imagine Mirage. Just imagine Mirage. If I'm Blade, I'm just imagining Mirage here. We, I have Monesi holding middle, right? He is the middle guy on CT side. And then I have Electronic and fucking Simple playing different kind of setups. Let's start two connector, no people on short, right? Let's start two, start two short. Let's go aggressive A. Because I have Monesi to cover middle. And I have Simple to cover connector, slash short, slash ramp, slash B, whatever the fuck he wants to do. The same goes with Inferno. You want to play two ops on CT side of Inferno? Feel free. Send Monesi back to B and let Simple, let Simple take A and rotate all over the place. Go aggressive holes, go aggressive bracket, go back to side, go back, play double pit with electronic or bit or whoever, right? And then it's like, it's there's so many options, right? You can just organize if electronic is, you know, as good as IGL as, as Blade says, that would work even better then. But they sold him for 600k, they made some money, now they're suffering the consequences of that. And it's just a little bit of, you know, dysfunctional team. And I do blame Blade for that. And probably some of the org, because I, I we don't know who is making the decisions there. It appears to be Blade when it comes to the lineup changes, but we don't know. Maybe it's simple, maybe it's the org, maybe we don't know, right? So overall, I do believe that, you know, the swaps of the roles and the dysfunctional system they have right now took a toll on, on Bit. And he just couldn't perform the same way he did. I don't think, I think that's on Blade. Like, not the fact that, like, he's not holding his hand anymore and just telling him what to do, or he doesn't tell him what to do. I think it's just uh, the fact that they fucked up in the lineup, and now they're suffering for it, right? So they need a little bit of restructuring right now. NPL started playing a little bit better, but I don't think that's 
that's not a teammate that simple needs right that's how i put it he needs somebody like just just imagine compare this monacy uh theory with the uh, nba reference when michael jordan was coming up and then we have magic johnson in the lakers and like you know it's like a like he can be his like mentor in a way and like he can look up to simple and you know just they obviously michael jordan and, and magic Johnson didn't play in the same team but we can make this happen sure. we could have made, made this happen in in navi but it didn't happen obviously never will most likely and uh, I, I don't know what navi is going to do but it's certainly not Pitt's fault that he's playing weaker than he was in 2021 not entirely his fault i would blame that on on whoever made the decision to change his spots whoever made the decision to bring sdy or mpl or whatever right so that that's my take on it it's your take i think that yeah 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 i could take one here so so this one i okay i'll preface this with i i didn't know where to put them exactly because I don't want to make it too mild of a take where everybody's just going to be like, oh, that's obvious. And I also still want to retain some of my credibility by not going overboard and just bumping this team up way too high too quickly. But you know what? It's it is hot take point made. So let's just let's just run with this. I think nine, even though that they are in the challenger stage <laughs> yeah. right now, they're going to make the playoffs of the major. Holy they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> that's that's where I'm going with this one. All right. OK. All right. And I, and I already said, you know, you know, okay. it's I, I think, OK. okay. I'll say bare minimum, bare minimum, they make it to the legend stage. I don't think that's a question at all. Or, that's wait. top 16 for Bootloop. They, 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 they are legend. They are legend. They are legend. I think they are. I think they're definitely You're making right. the... Hold um... on. You've nailed okay, that cool. one already. I'm already right. Not much of a hot take, but you know, that one. So. <laughs> no, no. So I think they're going to make it to the playoffs. I think they're going to make it to the playoffs. I was... Okay. No, what I was debating with was like, should I say they're going to go like two, three minimum? But like, it's just not even a fun take to say that. So they're going to make playoffs. I have them making playoffs. And the reason that I have them making playoffs is that um few things one i just love this team uh they remind me a lot about like gambit youngsters gambit when they were grinding in the online era uh they played something like a hundred maps in the last few months and this team so like one they're just super they're like bred by the online system of just getting all these reps in and on officials over and over and over again and two i love the style that they play to me it reminds me of heroic they're kind of like like heroic's little brother is how i characterize them because they're just super active on the maps that they're good at they're always throwing new plays at opponents they're always trying something new and when i was talking even to pros at esl pro league they also recognize nine as a team that people are like tier one teams are stealing strats from nine like nine nine are a team that is bringing so much new stuff to the table all the time. And it's like, I think you guys know at this point, I have a fetish for just new stuff, new new plays. Like, like that's why I was hyped on big for such a long time. It's just like, okay, I see that they're running new plays, but are the players of the caliber necessary to actually lift them beyond just like, you know, a cheeky play here and there? Because sometimes it does, it does come down to the players. And that's, that's where you would draw into question, can nine actually make it to the playoffs? And I think that they will because the BO1 format is going to help them a lot because their map pool is very good. If they get down to a single map on these BO1s, I have no reason to believe that they should have difficulty because they really, in my opinion, only have two two maps that they shouldn't go to. Um, they have their permaban, which is Inferno. Obviously, they're not going to be going there. And I, then I also think they shouldn't be going to Ancient. And I think at that point, they can kind of play with their map pool because I think their, their Vertigo, their Nuke, and their Overpass are very good. Like, they have three very good maps and i wouldn't necessarily i don't know if this were all bo3s the whole way through 
I don't know necessarily if I'm going to believe in them because teams could play around with that map pool a little bit more. They could push them in a bad position. But the only team that took a BO1 off of them that I remember was Heroic because they got them to Ancient. And I also just think that's a veto flaw on Nine's part. If they just look back at their vetoes for BO1s, they're going to be fine. I mean, they beat, beat Big in a BO1. They beat G2 in a BO1. And I, I, I really just think that like this team has so many reasons to make it there. I, I just... The one thing, obviously, is their players. Like, it's hard to get excited about their players. Everybody only just knows Hades, but like their style is so tough to deal with. And so I think they're a team that some teams just won't won't, won't be ready for playing against until they're actually in the server against them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is about we take it off. So come on, Kassad, where Listen, are you going with uh, this? Usually I would just ask him if he's insane. Yeah, of course. But but the thing <laughs> is, like, I kind of agree with him. Well, oh my god okay right okay, no. let me just buckle in there okay come on hit me that's, with a, it. that's a plot twist right there. but the thing is like <laughs> i have been watching these guys like, it's like, not like all the takes he's given like some of the other ones were pretty good but like dude fuck's sake y'all taking them you go top eight the major yes absolutely fuck I, I I do, I, the last I, I ever do. major it's just a bunch of random polish guys like, yeah the top eight is nine like all right okay give me a bit come on that, that's gonna add up to my next point but all right go on but let, let's talk about Maui's point, hot take right here. So the, the thing is, like, I watched these guys quite a bit. I even watched them yesterday when they played against Imperial. Well, I know it's not, like, you know, the strongest opponent right now. But still, I watched them in the RMR. I watched them, like, beating Vitality 2, beating G2, even, like, the you know, that nuke game. Like, they're, they're playing good. Like, they're playing confident. On top of that, we spoke to Hunter yesterday. You know, and ask him about, you know, what do you think about this Nine guys? Because he was in the in the green room with us when we watched the game together. So okay. he, he stopped by, I was like, we were talking to him about them. And he said, listen, like these guys are shooting extremely hard, right? And if they keep up, that's what he said. This is his words. If they keep up, they can be a very good team. If their confidence drop a little, you know, just a little, they're done. That's what he said. Now, obviously, believe him because he's playing probably against them every single day of practice, and he used to play them on officials. And, and the eye test for me just shows that they are very, very sharp when it comes to like shooting. Maui's point is obviously they have a lot of strats, but obviously everybody's stealing strats from. I'm pretty sure they're stealing strats from everyone. It's just just mixing up. It's a big pool of strats, and people are making tweaks, and it, it, it works like, like that for the past ten years. But the thing is like. They are playing right, really good right now. The map pool is solid. They have Vertigo. They have nukes. They're super good maps. I think that the fact that it's a best of one, it's gonna, it's not gonna help them. It's gonna make them, you know, a, a big of a risk not to qualify for a uh, for top eight because in a best of three, I think they have more chances than in a best of one because they have multiple maps that they can rely on. You know, if you are a team that's playing against them in a best of one, you just remove nuke and Vertigo, and you are on a on a decent ground that actually, you know, maybe you can beat them right now. But I do have a a strong confidence in them kind of making it to the playoffs i don't think it's impossible i think the odds are about 65 35 in the favor of them making it through simply let me see like who are they facing in the first round actually we don't know well you wouldn't know yet. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah so if they get like a decent opponent even if they get a harder opponent i think you get it because they beat vitality and beat g2 and it's like they can do it they're playing well right now they remind me of I, I tell you how they feel right now because I know how we felt 
in the major when nobody thought we were just going to do anything because people looked at us like, ah, oh, yeah, they're going to be 0-3, they're going to be 1-3, they might beat someone on 0-2, and then we end up beating in the quarters, beating in the semis, and, like, I know how they feel right now. They don't they don't hear any noise around it, right? They're just playing Counter-Strike, and that's why they're going to win a couple of games and probably get into the top eight. I, I think you you're both be, insane on this you one. Need, you need to be, yeah. need to be the voice <laughs> of reason. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. You are absolutely both cracked out your fucking minds on this one. Here's why. <laughs> First of all, even the name of that team is shit because they've done the Zipniks thing where you go, I'm just going to use numbers, not as anyone in Leetspeak ever used them, but I just get to decide which part of the number you, you, you say out loud. Because if people don't know, even though the name's written like Nine Ein, they, they claim their name is Nine. It's like... All right, well, tell you what, you are Polish, by the way. How about writing in your fucking language? Why are you wasting my language and telling me how it's written? But okay, because that your name isn't nine, it's nine eye. Like, your name's basically what Tabson will say in his last moment of lucidity before he dies and leaves this corporeal realm and realises he wasted his whole prime on fucking trying to make German CS great. Nine, nine, nine! Then, then that's just not be it. It'll fade into the fucking darkness, the end. So that's pretty good, not badly, huh? Right, so to bring it all back, though, here's why you're out of your mind. First things first... We can start with the fucking team itself if you want. You just said it right there. Their best player is the player we all wanted booted offense reliably and justifiably. Like, who actually was worse than the person who replaced him. And by the way, who's just having like a mad, what, month and a half or something. That's about it. He's just on a heater right now, Hades. And he had a great performance at the RMR. By the way, I'm getting all those fucking tingles of what Acor did, where he only did it at the RMR and then was right back to just being stalky afterwards. So already I'm mad nervous because you're literally banking all of this on a guy where if you've ever seen his style of play, it is the most fucking feast or famine open style you'll ever see. So already I hate the idea you're relying on that. Then let's add in this. The other players aren't anyone. He's the, by the way, he's the best, the reject of the other ones. The other ones are people who've played like some of them, by the way, in their entire life have played like five lands and three were Polish lands, including this RMR and like a recent tour. And then on top of that, so even the ones with like experience have just played like 15 Polish lands. Like they're, they're not at, essentially at tier one, this level of CS we're talking about. They have fuck all experience. None. Like at least people, you know, at least some of the other like upset people in the world have some. Like, look, I get. I know the angle of why you guys are doing this because of the whole B&E angle who always get to the major. Copenhagen Flames had all those miracle runs. Like, I get that the last few majors have had this trend of like miracle runs, etc. But the problem with that is I don't really believe those are like those teams are exceptional. I think what happens is you just get the odd wacky result in the format. So yeah, maybe you could get lucky. Maybe nine will be that team, but I would bet against it. Not least because... It's also a fucking major. Like, everyone's used to now flipping it the other way because of this last major where it's like the big team, it's more the big dogs have to be afraid of the giant killers. Like, who fears? Watch out, Vitality. Whoa, you haven't got to the playoffs yet. That happens every now and then. Like, there's the normal day where it's like, oh, back to reality. It's like, oh, you wake up. Oh, we're playing Faze in the best of three. Oh, ha, we're really caught. You just get smashed on, like, map one. Map two comes along. Oh, we lost the pistol. What the hell? Oh, we've got forced back. Mate, this, the problem is everyone gets drawn to the movie story. Like, oh, the, the underdogs are making it. Because no one likes the normal reality of, like, you know those games? We all know them where you look on a bracket. You don't even bother watching the game because you're like, what, Mongols? Nah, I don't think I'll bother, mate. And then you look at it. Like, oh, they did just smash them, like, 2-0 on 
face. Oh, and even if they got him happy, like, oh, it gives a shit. It was like 16, 12 anyway. You, you don't, no one's going to give a fuck. It's, what's even worse about this take is, like, 90% of the people watching this show won't even watch the games that they lose at the major to not make top eight. And also, I'll just throw it at the end there. You could, I would have said it would have been hot take enough just to be like, you know, they'll like beat people at the major, maybe beat a big name, or they'll be like one game from qualifying. You guys are just putting them in the playoffs of the last major ever. Like, the worst part about this take is you're almost hoping CSGO just ends shit. Just ends <laughs> on a bad note. Like, they can easily put eight good teams in the playoffs, you fucking haters. Why are you grinching the last ever Christmas in CSGO by putting fucking nine and Hades in the playoffs? Like, who are you taking out, you twats? Like, oh, this is... and also, I don't want to live in a world where she won't cloud I can't even get to the major. But then fucking Hades, like, what's this last major ever? I'm just going to ruin it for everyone. Like, sound, brilliant. Yeah, thanks, mate. Like, nah, I'm, I'm, I think that whole takes bullshit. I'm out of that whole thing. Normally, I would just say, I disagree. I actually think that's bullshit. But I, whatever. Here's the thing. It's a good hot takes. It's probably the, one of the hottest takes on the show we've ever done, to be fair. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I'll, say, I'll say this. One thing that's going to actively work against them. Okay, two things. Two things. It's just that. One... I expect that the teams that are actually the favorites are going to grind even harder for this major, knowing that it's the last yeah, one, that's knowing true. it's their last chance. Yeah. And two is that I, I hate to just be like, look at who is lowest rated player and say they're bad. But like, I've actually looked at Minio's stuff too. And he's, he is their caller, but like, some things that he does as an individual just makes me think he's not experienced in tier one CS because he'll be the guy that with like, 45 seconds left doesn't know what's happening on the map and he'll just wide swing into an angle and it does look very tier three and i, I just kind of wish like he just cleaned his game up or just trusted that the setups they're in don't need a little bit more information because it's like it's like the only time i see people do that is if they're just super uncomfortable and so like i think now people might hyper fixate on him just doing these really stupid wide swings late in mid middle of rounds they're not even in late round situations they're like late they're like mid round and it just looks like you didn't even have a flash or a teammate there and so hopefully he just watches this and just stops wide swinging like a moron because it's thrown so many rounds for nine that i've watched them play so that's my one thing like minio just stop 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 wide swinging stop oh, wide swinging it randomly i'll also just throw this in there as a last little the cherry on top right so this is the period when they're supposed to be really good like this is when they're on the little heater and they're going to the major right so in theory this is them at their best they're not, not the major yet they play the rmr right guys three of the five players are under a 1.0 rating in this like fucking heater we haven't even got to the fucking pressure yet boys mate when that fucking cooker gets turned up they're done it's over like what the fuck it's over for them so yeah that's the that's that take here's the thing do, do you have a take now, Kassad? Do you have another? I think you were saying a second one, right? I, I was just gonna, just gonna add, like, you I can jump in, you, yeah. You're gonna go with the joke with, like, Tapson and stuff, and then, when, like, you're gonna re-sign the contract with Big again. Nine, nine, nine. That could work, know? too. That could work, I, too. I, I thought you were gonna go there, but the thing is, like... No, the why? joke is, when he re-signs the contract, I'm the one speaking to... Nine, nine, Tapson, what are you doing? No, no, Tapson! <laughs> Tapson, you're the first German ever on continental Europe to sign a probably bad alliance with a group of people that... Yeah, whatever. You get, the, you get the joke. I, I, I kept it just, just that much, just that much off. You know, whatever. You get the joke. It's all good. I, the thing is, <laughs> anyway, why I went for for nine and nine and nine, whatever. But the thing is, like, uh, I'm also going to put that in everyone's head. By the way, I'm going to actually ruin that you all just can't yeah, say nine anymore. I'm going to make you all see nine eye. Probably one of the worst you do, names. Yes, it is. It's not a good one. It's not a good one, is it? At all. But the thing is, like, the reason why I went because I was in the very specific situation they're in right now. Yes, it wasn't the last major, but it was a it was a big major, right? The thing is, like, people 
that are like stronger than you, teams that are stronger than you, they consider you a threat. Maybe they don't consider you a contender, but they consider you a threat. Okay. Like in a best of all, in a best of all, they are fucking scared of you. Trust me, they're not the playing the same CS against you. Okay. They're changing their things, and that's what's making them worse. If they kept the same things playing against us, the stronger teams, we wouldn't have a chance because the, the quality of the players are not the same. They are the better team for a reason because they have better players. But then we are in a, in a good spot. We are sharp. <coughs> People are scared of us. They're making mistakes. Yes. And that's obviously, I, I have a lot of experience in like recognizing those mistakes inside the map, calling the timeouts, you know, adjusting what needs to be adjusted. And people are scared, right? It's going to happen to them as well. They're going to get the chance to win some maps, right? The maps are going to get them to the top eight. Are they going to use it? I hope so. Maybe not, but it's it's about that because people are scared to play against you when you are a threat. They're making mistakes. They're changing their usual, like, patterns and, and, and habits just because you are fucking sharp. And in fact, like Maui said, you just randomly swing on 45 seconds fucking left in the round and then like a, like a moron, right? And then you die. If the person does the same who is playing against you that didn't practice, he's going to kill you. But they're not doing the same, which is because it's official match, it's highest pressure, and that's how you get the kill. And you just think that player is good, but he made a fucking terrible decision. He was swinging and he got the kill. But that's a different topic. Anyway, that's why I picked them. And that's why I think they're going to ruin the last measure. <laughs> at least you admit it would ruin the last minute like, uh, yeah, fair yeah. enough at least you can give that one out. that's okay that's all good right what do you have a take Kassad? yes yes and it adds to this it adds to this point and uh, the reason one of the what's this nine Brit winning first CS2 major I'm guessing like what <laughs> fucking name <are> you <laughs> by then you know they'll have I'm got not, even I'm more not... scary and you know like whatever <laughs> I'm not on, on that level yet it's Maui level okay. but the thing is like I think this is the weakest major that we had in the last five, six years, maybe even ten. In terms of overall field in terms strength, of overall quality of the actually quality of the teams and quality of Counter Strike that's being played right now, we have the absolutely worst major that we had in the past. God knows how long. Like I'm just look at the challenger stage, look at the legend stage right now. Obviously, that's part of the the qualifying circuit and whatever the fucking rules are there and the system and and format and whatnot. But look at the like look at the whole twenty four teams right now. And can you without like being you being a fan cheering for Liquid if you are an American or me like as a as a Serbian cheering for G two or maybe Ants or whatever, right? If you're not a fan of the team, can you name me one? Oh. Team. Dude, I can't lie, this looks gross. When you actually scroll down the just the Liquipedia Maui, at it's first you, you almost don't realize it's a major. Like I'm not joking. Because on the top line, remember, this is also because of the stupid seeding. Like when I scroll down immediately, I see nine within the first four names. Like, and then on the next line, I see into the breach. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't like this, Mr. Gabe. Like before I fucking fade <laughs> off like <laughs> Avengers or whatever. And then on the next line, I see Monty, Pain, Gamer Legion. I'm like, oh bloody hell, there must be some good teams here. Someone can start scroll down mm. fours. Apex, OG, uh, keep going down, Greyhound, Mongol, Fox. What the fuck? Is this DreamHack fucking open or What is this? Is this the major? You're, oh, holy shit, you're right, dude. It actually does look wild on paper. It does. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, like, look yeah. at the, If you look at the list of 24 teams right now at the major, can you name, without being a fan of a team, right? Can you name me one team that you are excited about? One team is all I need. There is Nine. not a single one. Zero, right? Zero teams that you're excited about. Is there any favorites that you can have? Oh, this team is 100% favorite. I mean, in a way, I'm sort of excited to see how Vitality will completely let everyone down and not live up to what they just did. Like, you know, sort of, in a perverse way, I'm excited. Look at FaZe. They managed barely to qualify. They were embarrassing me after that. 
G2 is not even in the legend stage. They they had their own troubles. By the way, I tell well, you what, mate. Cloud9 is not even there. Like, for is fuck's it, sake. Isn't it wild how that whole G2 hype? Dude, they've just been memory hold. Everyone pretends they never said they were fucking the shit. Like, everyone's just forgotten them completely after, like, one and a half events. <laughs> Somebody well, of these teams will go and win this title because somebody well, has someone to, has to right? yeah sure and they're going to be remembered as a team that won the last major when in fact the whole fucking quality of cs is terrible right now there is no solid teams that can keep a consistent level more than a month or a month and a half right now not phase not g2 not fucking heroic, by, by the way anyone i almost said astralis for what, what the fuck would we actually do bear in mind one of the great things about the history of cs is normally you don't get that many flukes what the fuck would we actually do if like bad news eagles just won the last major like i might just have to retire at that point you know what guys it's all fun and games but i, I can't just, i can't do this anymore so yeah it's all fun. to just prove our point right <laughs> The level it just proves the the, the richard's theory right it's not even <laughs> oh by the way could you even imagine could you even imagine if bad news eagles won the major richard would do like a seven hour video of just like every comment for the last six months like all right dickhead right now dickhead that'd be amazing wouldn't it I don't know. The, the thing is like i'm telling you right now people can say whatever the fuck they want right i'm watching cs every day you are watching cs every day maui you're definitely watching cs every day you can see what's happening there is no favorites and it's not because it's ultra competitive it's because it's ultra shit right now when in terms of like level of counter-strike there is not a single team that you can point out as like well oh, these guys these guys are favorites we had in the past your liquids your astralises your brazilians your fucking g2 navi phase whatever now it's no one and not because it's super competitive, it's because it's way, way worse than it was before. The worst major when it comes to quality of teams in the last eight years. Don't you think, Maui? I, I th well, we're just, we're hyper aware now of the flaws of a lot of the top tier teams, which is kind of frustrating because I think it did feel like, see, I, I don't know, I, I just, I feel like, for one, the tier two-ish teams have gotten a little bit better. And I think the tier one teams almost like they know that their flaws too. And because everybody's watching them play so much, everybody knows their flaws so much more now. Because for example, like still with Vitality winning Rio, for example, like I don't even know if I'd really put them as favorites to win this major. Um, <clears throat> it's really hard for me to say who, who I'd have as favorites. Like if you had to like, could I, 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 yeah, honestly, I think it's kind of like I have a top tier, but it's pretty wide. Like, it's wider than normal. Usually, like, like I'd say Antwerp <coughs> slash, uh, or not Antwerp, um, what was the major out? Or no, 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 it was Antwerp. Real? I, it was very obvious. Was no, it was very obvious with Antwerp. Like, it was, uh, what, FaZe and Navi were the two best teams by such a large margin that it had to be those guys. And because they looked, pretty much flawless like there were so few ways you could pick apart them as teams and now it's kind of like mm, okay with g2 we've seen hooksy call really stellar games but we've also seen like the floor of that team being really low uh you could just i mean vitality like du the only reason they survived in rio <laughs> is because dupree had like his one pop-off game of the last five months uh like usually he's just he's a hindrance to the team so it's it's just it's just tough right now to like look at this and say like that there's a favorite. I don't know if that necessarily makes me think like it's bad quality. Like I think there's still like later stages of this tournament are gonna have really good, compelling games that are gonna be like really high level Counter Strike. But I, I do I do see what you mean because it's like also also I do think there's a few teams that snuck into this major which have no business being here. Like for example, 
Fluxo is just like once people start watching this team because I was covering them at the America's RMR. Like this team is just really bad. Like they they just they rush every round. They literally try to end rounds in forty five seconds every single round, and they have so much firepower. They were able to get through the Americas region. Uh, a few of the other teams, like even the European, like like Apex has been off the map for such a long time that I don't even really know what to make of them making it to this major. Like I think JL is really good, but I just like. I still am not exactly sure of this team's identity. It just seems like a lot of teams, unfortunately, are just playing this like, like you, you were talking about this pool of strats that teams have, Kassad, and they are kind of like just grabbing from each other a little bit here. And it's sometimes hard to recognize like, what's the identity behind some of these teams as they are just using each other's strats because they don't even have one player that is like really popping off the page. Like Apex, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to ask most experts in this field, like what makes Apex a unique a unique roster and i i don't think that's for an entirely lack of trying it's just like they they just play a style that's like kind of european and kind of like you know just overall solid and they just kind of like made less <coughs> errors than other teams and that's why they made it to this major um yeah so it, it, it's it's weird looking at this thing but i also think that when you look back at like a handful of majors you look at the teams there and at the time when they qualified you're kind of like who the hell is this team but no when you look i'll say this to 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 get to your point because i like more concretely this legend stage looks fucked like the fact that nine into the breach fanatic and bad news eagles all made it like what is what is that wh who are those four teams and i was just praising nine but I thought they would probably make it through the challenger stage. You know, I thought they were going to be like a, a three and one team, a three and two team on the upper half of the Bukol system or whatever. You know, I, I, it's it's weird to see those top eight teams already guaranteed a spot into the legend stage. But you have also Furia as well, right? You have Furia and Fnatic. Do they this like I maybe Furia because that's one spot in, in, yeah. in North American region, right? And it's between them and Liquid. And who do you want in legends? It's pretty much the same right now. And you also have Fnatic. Yeah, I, mean, I, said, I said fanatic. I said fanatic. Fanatic's bad too right now. Like, yeah. or they don't. They don't seem like they. they definitely don't seem like a three O team through so the. So half of these teams, right? Fanatic into the bridge, bad news, Eagles, and Nine are in the legend stage, right? Do they deserve to be in the legend stage based on that one RMR? Oh, babe, you could make a very strong point. Like it's the worst top sixteen ever, no matter what the results are. Just because, as you say, fucking into the breach, sat there like waiting, like hello. <laughs> oh, did you, oh, all right, mate. All right, face. Did you get through that last phase? All right, now you can play me now. You've won the chance to play me. Like, what even is this fucking system, mate? Like, it's just nothing in it. Like, you can just... I, I want to be a one. Even worse, by the way, because this point this out on Twitter. It's not even bad enough that they, like the B O ones are affecting all that stuff, guys. Apparently, they're using the fucking results of the R M R to seed these motherfucking majors now. Like, what? The guy, I, what I don't understand about that is like the point of a Swiss system, as I've always said, is to eliminate teams, not to rank them. You're not ranking them. You're just seeing who went out of the tournaments when you yeah. keep going to the fucking playoff stage, isn't it? Like, the joke is, at this point in time, someone should just run a tournament where, at the end, the Bucot system just determines the placings. There is no playoffs. Just, there you go, you win. You, there you go, you, you win the first prize. There you go, fuck <laughs> you. Some other teams come seventh for no reason. Right, here's the thing. On this one, I sort of agree with you, because actually it works on both ends. Like, on the bottom end, holy fuck. Like, it, this is the one where a billion teams just snuck into the fucking major. And as you say, you have to bring up what Kassad said earlier to really put it in context. When you look at all these crazy teams, you just have to remember, Cloud9 isn't even here. You're like, what? 
That doesn't even seem possible even when I think of it now. Like, I look at all these random names. Like, the joke is Cloud9 would actually have had a chance to win this fucking major. Like, it's an outside chance, but a chance. They're not even here. So on the on the bottom end, it's terrible. Like, there's just teams that are, like, completely inexperienced and will probably just bomb beyond the odd one that has the all right run. And then on the top end, you guys kind of said it, but I'll phrase it this way. At the top end, the reason why there is no true favourite is because right now in World Counter-Strike, there's a pool of no joke, like, probably like six or seven teams that sort of take it in turns to have a good game, as it were. And at the moment, no one team consistently is like at a level where they should win tournaments. Like, it's mad. You can go through all of them. Like, realistically, I was writing it down here. You've got like Phase G2, Heroic Navi, Vitality, Cloud9, Team Liquid. If you do all of those teams, that's seven teams there. Like any of those teams could be in a final or semi-final, uh, whatever, the major, the next tournament, like any of those seven. Obviously, Cloud9 can't be at this particular major, right? That just shows you, like, there isn't really even a dominant team either. Like, they all have just such flaws. And quite frankly, the saddest thing about that is this. It's actually, you've got to stress the fact that I did seven names there, guys. It's okay if there's, like, three, and we sort of take turns who wins. And it's like, right, you win this event, but next event, I'm still in the semi. Dude, because there's seven of them, you can just, it's like you may as well just have a random number generator tell you who the semi-finals are. Like, oh, that, like if I said this to you, right? Oh, the next event, Maui, after the major, when they do IM Dallas, uh, the semi-finals is Heroic, Na I don't know if all these teams are there, I'm going to go random ones. Heroic, Navi, Phase, Cloud9. You'd be like, sounds all right. And then like, and then if there was another event after that, it's actually uh, Furia plays Team Liquid, and then uh, G2 plays Phase, and the other one, you'd be like, I guess that could happen. Like, there's no, there's no reason that any one team should always be even in the semis or win the tournament. Like, it's actually wild. So I'm sort of with you, because in a way, I think it is actually going to be shit, because... Even at the last one, you could believe something like, for example, that was when everyone still believed Vitality because they just won the Pro League and they just got the spin set. There's some angles as to why you could believe people were going to have these runs. Even in terms of expectations, there aren't really any. Like, yeah, who? Like, I noticed nobody's done a hot take on anyone winning the major because, quite frankly, it feels like a fool's <laughs> errand, right? Really. There's no so way. many teams you could get wrong. Normally, you sort of just pick in between three and you're just trying to guess what angle you want, don't you? Whereas, like I say, there's a pretty way. I'll just throw this out there. This almost shows you it's the worst major ever. There's also a very real chance this exact flawed Team Liquid squad could win this major. It's not off the table. Like, like if I had to order them, they'd yeah. maybe be like the sixth or seventh like team. Eighth. Maybe yeah, like they, seventh or eighth. No, but I mean, they, yeah. like, even though we'd all agree they have massive flaws, like, pretty sweet. I'm, I'm essentially saying Aussie could be the last fucking major champion. That's the world we're in. So I agree with you, Kassad. <laughs> the thing take, is, like, just a like, couple of more points. Like, let's go through that, you know, Cloud9 not qualifying. Like, they had one upset. Right, and that's against Monty, yep. right? And that cost them pretty much the whole draw and everything. That should never be like that. Yep. Like you know that they, they they beat Force super convincing, sixteen five. I watched that game. They lost to Monty, whatever. Best of one upset happens every time. Yeah. They beat Eternal Fire. It was overtime, but they beat it. They got a W, and they had to face G two there, and then ends right. Yeah, and then yeah. going to the thing. If you look at Fnatic, Fnatic played Viperia in the first round. One win in the second round and bait in the third round. Yeah, and they go into so the legends. Bad. It is so stupid, right? It's so it stupid. is so fucking and then we don't have Shiro and Exile <coughs> playing this thing. And then you can have like one of those names winning the major, right? And like it's just the, the that you mentioned. It's just like it's it's so stupid, it shouldn't be like that. It makes the major worse. And also what makes the major worse is the fact that Blast is doing it. I'm done. <laughs> just throws that in at the end. Just, <laughs> just a straight up blast <laughs> at the end. Yeah. I know after all that. They deserve it.
By the way, that is actually also the thing that I do think. Like, the joke there, the reason why, Kassad, that happened with Fnatic is because, obviously, Mezzi was the only one not broken by the Cloud9 experience. And he was such a saint to go through that, that he's been rewarded by God with these insane Fnatic runs that don't make any sense considering the lineup. Like, they make every major, they're in it to be make it top. Like, no, this makes sense. It's obviously just he's been repaid, and he? Like, right, this is how you get it on the back end. Right, I've got a take for you boys. I don't know how spicy you're going to think it is, actually. So I've, I've made, like, the framing what makes it a hot take, right? Basically, I think fucking heroic are the new all-time great chokers in the vein of old TSM, like when Astralis used to choke with Carrigan, etc. Because the parallels are crazy. Because here's what sucks. You know when I did that whole Rhapsody a second ago about how there's no one team you can guarantee would be in a final or would win the tournament? It should actually be heroic. I actually think if you look at the way they play the game right now, if you even look at their players and you did, imagine you were doing like a lab experiment where you took like, you know, the final out of the equation, you just tested all their abilities. Their team is good enough to win all these matches. Like they actually have enough firepower the problem they have is, I think when you add in the pressure component of the final, it just throws people off their game. Like, I'm sorry, I went and even looked this up because I was going from memory, but I thought, I'm, sh I'm sure I'm right on this. And I looked it up. You go and look at all these finals they've been in. They've been in like four finals and they won one title, right? Dude, Stown just goes missing in the majority of them. He just goes completely off the reservoir, missing. Like, he's gone. And it's not even like I'm talking like he's just in the game, shitting the game up completely. He just, he just won the speaker, he just dies all the time. Just like, you don't see, you just don't see that much. Like, he doesn't, he, he's never close to like the MVP. Even if, they're, even if they're in these finals, by the way. Then I'll add in, it was obviously back in the day in TSM, it was Carrigan. Now it's it's Cadian. These are both mega IGLs, but there's also, I notice, here's another thing I notice about them. These teams are fucking streaky. That's one of the things about Heroic that's so weird to me. If I actually look at their identity as a team and the way they play, I would think they would be the best grinders. Do you know what I mean? I would think like if they lose them around, they would like have a way back in. Dude, this is a team that first of all is mad toothless when they go off guns. When they go to like a Tech Nine or something, you're not afraid at all. This is an old fucking Navi that like, make you shit your pants. You actually know, like, ah, oh, they're probably not going to get much done here. Like, essentially, everything has to go right for Heroic somehow with their game. And part of that, I think, is I think they have some choking them, mate. Like, their best player chokes. I think Cadian sometimes chokes with the calls in the final. And I'll just throw this out there. The reason why I also think I, I think they're chokers is because when you look at those finals they were in, the joke is the one they won was the one that maybe on paper was the least likely to win. Think about it, right? At Rio the Major, they played Outsiders. I think actually Heroic should have been the favourite for that. They should have won it. But I knew they fucking wouldn't because Outsiders was there to catch the throw. Then you had the one they won over FaZe. That was actually the one on paper would have been fine to lose. That's an all-time great team. But you actually won that one, which almost implies, by the way, and this is what kills me about this take because I think it's true. The reason why I think they won that one is because when you know you're the underdog, you don't have the same pressure. You actually play different, which used to be the old MO of Heroic, remember? When they were the underdog against Na'Vi, when now he's top dog, they used to play him as close as anyone in the world. When they became a top dog themselves, they lose then you go after that one the G2 one at Kanavitsi was actually pathetic they were leading in every bloody game and they lost 3-1 and like actually when you look at the end it's like G2 was going to win that all day long and then obviously this most recent one I actually think they should have been the favourite for this one. Like, they should have won this one. They should have beaten Vi Vitality, mate, is always going to give you chances and weighs in. And th somehow this team just folds up. I actually find it really sad because I've often said this. Like, this is why I also draw a parallel to TSM 2015. It's actually probably my favourite team to watch right now. I really enjoy watching Heroic play. But I'm just really sick of these fucking chokes. Because at this point in time, like that team, I'm just ready for it now. And I'll add the last detail, which is why I did the parallel. Which is the thing that always used to kill me about TSM 2015 is if they go to a smaller tournament 
or just the next tournament and play the same team that beat them in the final in like the quarters. They'll beat them every fucking oh, yeah. time. And when they beat them, you go, they've gone over the hump, guy. And then they just get to the final, like, well, same shit again. And that always kills me inside because it means that it means you can beat all these teams. If something happens to you in this big pressure moment that isn't, it's not even like the opponent's making it happen always. So what do you think, guys? Because to me, I know it's a bummer, but <laughs> that's like, essentially, I think this should sort of be the heroic era almost. Like, dude, they're not only in every final, but like, they should have a bunch of these trophies. They could have like three trophies right now. They could have even won a fucking major. It's outrageous. I well, the first thing I would bring up in this, the greater context of Heroic and their choking in late late kind of game situations or late tournament, late stage tournament situations is that Kadian himself, I looked this back up like a long time ago, like uh, basically everything Kadian did say pre-2019, every time he was eliminated from a big tournament, it was not like, oh, he played super well, but the team let him down. It was like he was basically bottom rated player for his team okay. in a lot of elimination games. So he himself has a history of individually choking in big moments and just like being the reason that his team loses big games. And so he's kind of, I think, tried to like fix that narrative because with with just like building a really thorough system, um, like trying to like assemble this team that's more like it's like the greater than the sum of its parts type of deal. But that also, I think, means that like because everybody believes in the system so much for heroic it's almost to a fault they think the system's just going to carry them into these into these round victories when it's like no like like stown for example it almost feels like when you're watching him play in a late like a late tournament stage he's like on autopilot like he just thinks that if i just follow the strat if i just follow the entry route it's going to carry me to success i'm just going to trust the flashes but it's like you watch <coughs> twist you watch rops in these late game situations and it's like if they think the flash is a little bit bad, they're not going to go. If they think like yes. that's not the best fight right now, they're going to hesitate. They're going to yes. take what they think is the best fight to deliver the finishing blow to try to win a tournament. Like they're always going to go beyond the strat if they don't think that Kerrigan's call is great. And Kerrigan's obviously still a great caller, like not not to take anything away from him, but it's just these micro moments where you could just tell heroic just kind of lose their hands. It's almost like they're just aiming with their keyboard. They're just like if I just follow this entry route, the magical things will happen. Like the kills will will just magically serve themselves up to me and i think that's where heroic falls apart because you know structure is supposed to take away some of the onus from the player that they think they need to like always be that that next guy that guy that's gonna do something but for heroic like it's almost like nobody takes that responsibility upon themselves to go above and beyond also, two things. I'll just throw two jokes in there. One, obviously, Cadian, huge fan of Kyle Shanahan's offensive play calling. Just a joke for NFL fans there, if you know, look up the old Falcons, right? And then the other joke is this, right? I've actually figured out how you can fix this, though. Because, you know, before every big game, Cadian gives that, like, Al Pacino, you know, few inches more any given Sunday type speech where he goes, like, gosh, and you know, they always have the camera on him, like... Believe in each other, fight for each other. Like at this point in time, logically, I know how that could work. Just meet the opposing opposing team for the final outside the toilets. Give them that speech, and then they'll be completely ruined and mind fucked and broken, and they won't come through in the big one. So the problem is you're giving it the wrong team, KD, and you keep fucking up your team. Go give that speech to like Navius with me. You might win the tournament. Like, give me a break. Because like, that's the other thing that I hear about this guys. He's given the hero speech every time. It doesn't work. Like he's losing all these ones. Go on, Kazan. What's your take? Come on, mate. It's just like I absolutely agree. They're chokers. They choked like many, many finals. Like, they should have been major champions. They should have won this fucking thing. Like, it's like even the Katowice against G2, who was like firing at all cylinders. It's doable, they, right? They won that. Like it's a three yeah. finals, three massive finals. What? What? Why are they losing this? I think one of the reasons exists. I think one of the reasons exists. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, I think he doesn't have the experience. He might have the. He does have the brain. Like he does know the game. The guy is the legend, right? He does have the brain, but he doesn't have the the experience how to organize his team, how to get them into a right like mindset without you know this noise that's around them, right? When when I was doing my team, you know, and he had like a a, a a big game coming up. Everything that was happening, I took it on me. Everything on, on outside of the server, everything like the, the the crowd, the admins, the fucking analysts, everything, the desk, everybody, everything. It was like all on me. Just I fucking absorbed every every noise that I possibly can, so they have, don't have to hear or feel any noise coming. Do, do you know what that technique's called, Maui Snake? It's called his aha moment because he took it all on him. So keep, keep going. <laughs> the thing yeah, is, okay. like, that's I a, that's they're all good. They're all good. But yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Go on, go on, Sad. Keep going. Nice try. That's <laughs> it. The thing is, like, I would take everything that I possibly can on me. And on top of the fact, I would probably go and like talk exclusively about the game and that there is no hero speeches from me okay. there's no like okay. fucking we need to fucking be 300 <laughs> spots yeah, i love like, that by the way i love the idea like, all the fucking i love things. the idea you're hoping your coach comes in like it is a movie like well what's he gonna say it's the big match because i just comes in right you know the fucking piss around you know what you're supposed to be exactly. hold fucking the anchor spot on mirage you idiot like what the fuck like, exactly <laughs> the harsh dad like, you need to be my fucking hammer to the fucking nail you need to be fuck that i'm just gonna i would not i right like take you do a parody one of those you should yeah, do one as a skit sometime be amazing but listen we, we agreed on the pistol we make sure that on the anti-eco if we win the pistol the anti-eco needs to be a strongest fucking yes. holes and then we need to do this in the first gun round if we spot three people on b this is the reaction just remind them because they're gonna forget it because there is a fucking crowd all over the place everything is fucking dramas are fucking yes. slamming it's like those 20 year old 20 year old kids like they're gonna forget about this dude you know that's even an area Kassad, when you say that that actually makes me realize that is actually mad under under like developed because if you think about it dude even pro sports coaches do that like if no one remembers like in that famous one where the fucking giants beat the patriots if you ever listen to like the mic'd up even belichick who's probably like, the greatest coach of all time does exactly what Kassad's talking about like when you come out the tab it'll be like right let the manningham guy go like we're gonna cover the other route or they you're right they always give the reminder right before you go in the game exactly. they? like if yeah. I have a 30 second timeout on 14 yeah, 12, right i'm not gonna say listen guys we need to gather all of our strengths and we need to fight through these fucking hard times and then we need to go and charge into the victory no i'm saying listen guys they're playing 2-1-2 all the time and we need to draw some fucking utility and execute on fucking b what a, dude what i love is i just love the way I love the way he sort of like accidentally his parody version of the movies is actually better than like the real movie speeches. It's pretty good, isn't it, Maui? Like his sort of material's good. It's like he knows where to go with it. It's good. The like. thing is, like, if I need to say, like, listen, your your lurks they need to be a little more passive. Like, don't go aggressive lurk because their rotation is delayed, right? So you're not gonna catch the kill. Whatever. Like I'm saying, well, I spot for those thirty seconds. I'm not going into some fucking Titanic sad fucking moments. Whatever, right? It's yeah. just uh, it's just how you utilize the the second part of my point is Cadian. He is the great IGL, one of the top three IGL right now. He's they still have a decent chance to win the fucking thing in the, in, yeah. in uh, Paris, right? We, we have, but like he's thinking about the other stuff. Like I saw him with the fucking Brazilian flag coming into the final. Like why are you doing this? Why are you carrying Brazilian flag? Are you trying to win the crowd for you? Why are you even thinking about that? Why is your mind before the final thinking about the Brazilian crowd and the Brazilian flag? Your mind should be focused on the two maps that you're going to be playing or three, right? And that's once you win, 
Once you leave the trophy, get the Brazilian flag out, get the Danish flag out, lift them up, you know, say thank you fans, it's because of you that I'm doing this, I love what you did for me, you changed my life, you know, I love this game, you are the big reason of it, I love you Brazil, see you next year. That's what you say, and that's how the fans like you. Going into the, into the grand finals with the Brazilian <coughs> flag behind your back is just something that I wouldn't allow as a coach. I would just say no, no. Okay. The second thing is like dancing after the clutches. Like, did you see that shit? <laughs> like, if I was no. a coach, I don't know what I would do. I'd call a, probably call a timeout. Sure. Just and immediately derail that into a, some conversation about fucking gay, right? Because if you want that clutch, one with sick clutch, right? It was a fucking glorious clutch. It was a fucking, you know, highlight, whatever. Like, oh, it was this, amazing. This yeah. thing can fucking turn the game around. And instead of just like giving a fist bump and immediately focusing on the next round, just fucking saying like, listen, we want this. We are low on money. We don't have that like this utility, that utility. We need to make sure that we execute this. He's just looking at the camera and just, you know, just fucking doing this shit. It's also like, wild because, like he says, the IGL as well, bro. Like as he oh, said, you know, the IGL supposed to be like right next round. He's like, excuse me, dancing with the clutches. Like what the fuck? I know. Listen, the final utility. We lost all the people. We have no money. We need this next round, boys. He's gonna execute this and that. We are not dancing. Why are you looking at the fucking camera? There is no camera for you during this final. No camera. Cameras are after. You win the final, you okay. grab the fucking trophy right here, and you yeah. carry it in front of the fucking camera. And you can ask me whatever the questions you like. And that's what you do. You don't dance in front of the cameras, you don't carry the flags. And this is what he needs to work on. Like, you are the IGL, you know, there is no dancing for you. There is no fucking flags for you. Talk to the crowd after. Like, do the fucking dances after. Make TikTok videos. I don't give a fuck. When we are on the server, when the map is going and happening right now, it needs to be happening right now. I would never allow that as a coach. Maybe that's why, you know, I'm not a coach. But the thing is like, <laughs> the, the, the thing is like, you know, the, those things that they pissed me off. And look at any other sports coaches. Like, would they allow something like that? You know, just imagine if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, like during the timeouts, Tom Brady's like, you know, just fucking dancing and like, you know, just fucking think. You heard those mic'd up things. Like, yeah, yeah. they're talking about the games. Like, it's just this, the mix of those things that are kind of caught my eye. Right? They are definitely one of the favorites to win the, win the Paris thing. And I want them to win together with G2. I want them to win, right? It should yeah. be a good final between, between them and Devon G2. And whoever wins, wins. But it's also, when we talk about Stan and like these people that like kids that are choking. That is expected from them. That's where you need the coaching staff, your IGL, your fucking whole system to help them get over that. He's 21 years old. Like, Obviously, he's going to get to feel the pressure. He's going to try to yeah, follow sure. the threat, like Maui said. He's going to try to, like, kind of, you know... Why Why did the lesion twists are not the same as fucking... as Stav? Because they had, for example, they had Zeus as a coach. Right? In Liquid? Sure. They had Zeus as a coach. They had proper coaching, you know, system. They had somebody to take off the pressure from them, you know, and just focus them on the game and just cancel the noise that they have around them. It's like... It helps a lot. This is like a obviously I'm not like blaming uh, exist. I don't say he's bad. He just needs like more experience in these those things to kind of organize. Maybe he's good for the game. Maybe he's not good for the other stuff. But sure. that's something that needs to work on. But that's that's my take on heroic. That's what they need to do. And uh, 
I, I think it lasted more than I expected. Here's the thing. In a way, you made your own mini take, which is like it exists as part of the problem. I will say on that topic, though, like I sort of see what you mean, because the problem is people are actually going to probably take that as a What the fuck exists? Like, yeah, but all the things you're thinking of as him as a player, you idiots. Like, remember, a coach is a different role. Like, you can't just yeah. immediately act like you, you won as many tournaments as a coach. And then also, I'll even say on this particular very specific issue of choking, he might not even be a very good coach for this team, because, spoiler, exist himself was a very clutch player his whole career and his teams NIP I would say didn't choke like they're one of the all-time great clutch teams of winning when they're fucking they they, they used to, people know this they stole some of those fucking Oakland titles just on the way out the door like they should have been done years before that so I always I also think in that scenario it's a bit like the famous reason why you wouldn't want like Michael Jordan to be your coach because he really is just going to do simple like do this like I would. And you're like, I'm not you, you fucking idiot. Like, you were the best ever. So same thing. How's Exist going to tell these guys how not to choke when he never had an issue with that? He's just sort of like, I just don't choke. Yeah. Like, so already. And then the other thing, I'll just throw this out there because I have also thought the same thing, Kassad. All I'm going to say is this. Look, pandering to the crowd's one thing. But if you if you come from my country, by the way, and I see you at an event with the, with the flag of another country in the final when you're trying to celebrate what's going to be your greatest moment, when you come home, you're fucking Brazilian, mate. You were, you're not from Denmark. What are you talking about? You were trying to win from Brazil, my dude. Like, nah, fucking Royal Arena crowd, we ain't feeling you, my dude. That ain't it. Like, what? Because what is it? Which country do you represent? Like, is, we, why don't we just do this for every country? Why don't every country, everyone just lie and pretend they support that fucking home crowd? Like, oh, hello. Hello, I've got the French flag here. What's up, guys? By the way, spoiler, no one will do that. they're so outrageous. Probably some fuck will do that in the event. I don't know who it'll be. It might no be simple way. or someone will see. Someone will do it. Someone will bring no. in a French flag. I guarantee. I, I just know with it. it. With it being in Paris, the crowd's going to be more, way more diverse, though. So, like, I, I'd hope yeah. they don't try to pander like that. It's not going to work. I'm, I hope not, anyway. Okay, one thing. One, I had, like, kind of an addendum. Go on. Well, I had my own hot take that was about heroic, and I kind of want to just, like, bounce it off you guys now, though. That even though we're, like, so critical of them, I do think that they're the team that has the the highest floor of any pro team right now. Like, I'm not always... I'm never... Well, that's not true. I'm, I'm not going to usually pick heroic to win it all, but I'm going to say, like, heroic is always going to make top four nowadays. Like, I just... Like, the way... Like, still the way that they play, until it gets to the super high-pressure moment, they're so consistent. They're even good at now beating... Showing that they can beat a team like Na'Vi that usually has had their number. So, I think, yeah, that's kind of... We've already said a lot about Heroic, so if you guys want to take anything yeah, on yeah. that, it's just that. I've got a little think, bit on that. Go on. Yeah, just just highest floor. Highest floor overall as a pro team. Not necessarily the highest ceiling, though. It's actually why it's, it tortures me that they're so bad in finals, though, because I agree. I actually think, like, the baseline level. You're right. Even though, like, on paper, if they hit their peak form, you know, FaZe or Na'Vi or G2, people would take them as the better team. The difference is you can't guarantee those teams are in the semis, like you're saying. It's almost a lock that Like, put it this way. They feel like now it's almost impossible they don't make a playoffs. You you know what I mean? Like, they feel like a lock yeah. at a minimum. Like, that's how good they are. And that's also what sucks, because the other reason I also think that they're blowing these finals is I think they've had the best map pool in the world for, like, what, a fucking year now or something? Like, they also can play everything. They're even one of those teams where this is how you know you're really good as a team. Like, I don't care if the win rate on Liquipedia or whatever, or HLTV says, like, shit, 50%. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they, in the game, they can win against anyone on most of the maps. Like, they're almost impossible the, to veto against. The 50% means that they're getting 50% against the best teams in yeah. the world. It's not like a lot of teams where it's like 50% is like, oh, some of their wins are against like Monty and Bait and their losses are to like Liquid G2 Vitality. It's like, no, Heroics is just like evenly matched versus yes. pretty much everybody.
So that's even why, to because Ard's point, the fucked up thing people don't realise is, look, beyond like the big narrative history of like, it would be cool if Nico won a major or something. If I wasn't going off that, I would actually pick, if I could choose, Heroic to win the last CSGO major. Because at least then I could say it historically. Oh, by the way, guys, if you want to see how CSGO was at the end, the best team for real was Heroic. You can go watch them win the major, look at the way they played, the style that they had, the way they called it. This is actually real Counter-Strike. This is what it got to at the end. It was really good. And it was great. Like, I think that would even be a really cool sort of end to the game. Sadly, I think they're going to blow it though. I bet they'll be in a I mean, he'll fucking blow it again. And then Katie will be like, ah, shit, my, my life. Oh, I'll get, the ne- get him next time, guys. Like, there isn't a next time. Up. It's the end of CSGO, you fuck. <laughs> What's going to piss me off is the fact that, like, when I said this about uh, Kadian and, like, flag and dancing and all this shit, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, they're just having fun. Uh, why don't you, like, let them have fun? Maybe it works for them. Well, how did it work for them? <laughs> like the, the thing is like the, the thing is like you know it's it's about like also winning the things like, if you want to have fun and do this crazy shit like go to a fucking bar like go to fucking yeah exactly eat. well the joke like, is they, did. they were already we're doing it the after party, party exactly yeah. by the way please stop filming Wait. shit like that and put it on know, man. even though yeah even though it's funny don't do that please no, it's Come so on. bad it's so Come bad on. like that's just it's gonna get out of hand yeah, one is. time so obviously because yeah. it's the so thing Maui, there's even an angle yeah. people don't think about here's how it's gonna happen right i'll guarantee you it won't even be like an intentional like main thing so you won't notice it because remember the person filming is probably drunk as well what will happen is this i guarantee one day in like the background or something they'll be filming like people dancing and then in the background you'll just see someone like take drugs or fucking yeah or, or exactly. someone stand here exactly. and say something that gets picked up on the mic like and you'll hear the voice and recognize when that happens it's going to be so sad guys it'll actually ruin like all the coolness having like backstage moments won't it it'll yeah, yeah. Ruin it just, yeah. Like, that's, like, that's the rule like in the green room don't be yes, yes. Green room. Exactly. exactly like the exactly. thing is like i did it yes. once to maniac when he was like cheering on vitality and okay were, like Four seconds, right? Four second video when Vitality wants some big round. It was an innocent video, nothing was said or okay. whatever. Like, and he made a joke, like, but he was like, you know, I read between the lines, obviously, okay. right? He's like, yeah, we're starting recording videos in the green room now, and I like, he he okay. made a joke. He used to right? be attacked on that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He, he made a joke, and I understood what he wanted to say. Okay. Like, he made it like very, you know, and I whatever. So it's the same thing. Like, players there, they're having fun at the party. Bunch of shit is being said, like, you know, it's like, it's the way it is, right? Nobody's yeah, like, and if, if you record it, like you said, it's going to be in the background. Somebody's going to say something stupid in the background. And then you're going to end up like fucking on the front page of TV or Reddit or whatever the fuck. Your reputation is going to be ruined. It's just not the way to do it. You, you can't, with, with the thing with the difference between, and green, room, green rooms are sacred spaces too, where we shouldn't just be filming everything there all the oh, time. Absolutely. But it's, it's a few anything. enough people that you can ask permission. You can ask like, can I record? Is this video? okay for me it's actually post. what a lot of the women who do social media do if they want to do yeah. like an instagram post they'll just say like guys can i take a picture basically i mean shocks does it yeah. a lot but yeah, like, shocks cool. asks yeah, you know exactly. shocks is like is this okay she says it yes. right away so it's like yes it's okay i said it's okay i consented but at an after party there's like 40 people in these shots that are not consenting oh, no, exactly. to having these videos of them and this is supposed to be a private party you know it's just like so yeah people are going to get caught eventually I have one more. Oh, and I'll just throw in one last detail. I know, obviously, we don't want to think this is true. This is just for the sake of completeness. But I will also just throw in. It's also possible. Crazy idea. I know I I have a degenerate mind, not you guys. But it's also possible some of the people on the video might not actually be dancing with the girl that is their girlfriend. Do you see what I... Never mind. That would never happen in CSGO. That's not the sort of scene we have. That's okay. But I'm just saying that might hurt people's feelings if they would get caught, you know, in that scenario. Yeah. I have, I have then, one Then more they might finally get caught from Fury. Shit, did I say that out loud? Get fucked, fart. No. <laughs> By the way, that's my new name for him. Because he dies all the time. You press F in chat. His name is Fart. 
That's his name from now on, Kassad. I'm just putting the F in front of Art. So it's Fart with a capitalised T. Oh, don't worry. Here's the thing. People don't know this. This is a mad take, so fuck it. It's hot takes. I'll say it anyway. I actually did take a lot of my style of how I like make shitty nicknames to fuck with people. I did just take it from Donald Trump because I just noticed this is a really effective tactic. Because if you can get it in their brain that that is like the name associated, you've done half the battle. Like Then it just destroys them internally. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep working on that one. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Did you have some, what you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. So, Go on. Or, no, no, I, I had one. I had one more. Go I had on. one more. That's um. Yeah. It kind of goes against the narrative that I've created with the Nafoni angle, also okay. Trump esque in terms of that. But it's okay. just that. It's just that. Okay. When I do <coughs> look at Cloud Nine and where I want to throw the blame, it still is Nafoni first. It still is. I still think the style that they play. I think that his leadership has shown to fall apart. We we were saying like heroic are the biggest chokers. Cloud Nine are actually almost objectively bigger chokers. They've lost to so many low-ranked teams in in moments oh, that wild, actually yeah. matter just as much. Heroic are choking when it comes to the biggest stage, yes. and so we're all seeing it, but like Cloud9 are just doing that in the quarterfinals, and Cloud9 are doing that in the legend stage of the Major 2 Imperial, you know, shit like that. But with um with Cloud9, we're, and we talked about this on the last, last uh, watch party, and obviously tune into the watch parties for Hot Take Point made on Insight on Esports Twitch, but like with with cloud nine like hobbit has like fallen off the face of the earth for this team in a lot of big games also and and yet i i noticed and the reason this is a hot take is because i noticed that a lot of people like st start to blame axile but it's like he's still actually doing pretty decently yes. in these games he's like still like you know maybe he's not at his like 1.25 output you know type type number but a lot of times he's still at like a 1.04 and people are like but he needs to give more but it's like you know if everybody gave that number it would be fine it's like hobbit's the one that also is just like like 0 0.8 a lot of the time like he literally is just like doing absolutely nothing in some of these late game situations like also where is the the, the reason they wanted to bring hobbit in for um geez who what was his name like the it wasn't uh, supra in, something was supra supra yeah was to get a little bit more experience <clears throat> and in the beginning it looked really good for gambit yeah. like like hobbit was actually a very good player for them in the online era as, as soon as they switched to to being under a cloud nine banner like Hobbit's been way streakier and that's why a lot of games have come down to Shiro and Axile having to hard carry this team because we can never really rely on Hobbit anymore to be a guy that's actually going to do a lot for them so I, I'm I for one I'm just like saying let's divvy the blame a little bit and let's, let, let's continue to shift it away from Axile for me because like it, it's just like I do. I, it's weird to, for me to see that when it's like, but he just he's just carried that CT side against FaZe. Like he did so much for them in that whole half. Like ask for something else from like anybody. And I, Shiro's always going to deliver. Axel delivers, say, 80% of the time. But Hobbit to me is like less than a coin flip. He's worse than a coin flip for me now in big games. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I wouldn't disagree, but I would put the blame somewhere else. Like because simply I'm going to speak from experience again. Like the thing is like we had a... When Nifty was the, I'm gonna throw Nifty under the bus a little bit here. But the thing is, like, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. But the thing is, like, when we had him, right, is uh, he was the IGL, right? And then when people don't agree with what the IGL is doing or calling, they tend to their confidence tend tend to you know drop off a little bit, and it tends to you know they tend to make like little <coughs> worse decisions. The fucking performance drops off. And overall, the team just drops off. And I, I do believe that it's the leadership's fault in that team that is making these players uh, 
play worse. And I, I, I think there is a lot of internal problems there. I feel like, you know, the, but look, did you see the body language of those players during RMR and IEM Rio? Did you see how that looks like? That looks like they are on a fucking funeral. That's how they look. That's how people look on fucking funerals. They have no desire to be there. They have no desire to play. Even though they might go out and say in the fucking interviews, bunch of different shit that doesn't make any sense for the people that actually know what's going on. They have no desire to win. They have no desire to do anything except for Shiro. He's... Uh, He's obviously, uh, you know, like I said, number one right now. And he was like super into it. He was stressing out. And I, you know, he looked mega it. pissed off during those looked... that fucking match they lost in the Rio. Yeah, yeah. I know a little bit of Russian. Oh, I know a little bit of Russian. Okay. Because I, I, I it kind of similar to Serbian. It's, in some a, it's got similar and, like Serbian. Yes. Actually, yeah. And I, and I learned <laughs> Russian in elementary oh, right. school, like the first, first eight grades, right? So I know some of the words and some of the sentences. There was a, there was a situation where, uh, they fucked up uh, around on a 4v2 or something and you see Shiro is like slamming the desk like this and asking what the fuck are we doing that's the literal translation what the fuck are we doing so that shows you how pissed he was like players like normal like high you know tier players they don't usually say that they don't usually slam the desk there's a couple of examples but he's not sure. the one of them but he was mega pissed and what he said out loud is like what the fuck are we doing Stovi daylight suka something whatever right and it's, uh, yeah i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the the, th the thing is like the the leadership's fault coach slash igl is making a lot of wrong moves the the, the style they're forcing it's uh it's not working the ct side the timeouts are not being used correctly even when they're using it they're, they're doing the wrong things it's just so many flaws there and it affects hobbit it affects exile Hobbit is, I can, you can see that the personality of it, he is the guy who came back from fucking ashes. He was done. He was done. He came back into youngsters. After winning the major, he, he got himself to this level. That guy is doing something right. He is ready to work. He is a hardworking guy. Right? So, despite the fact that he has a family and like he has still time to do this shit. But the thing is, like, I don't think he's the problem per se. I think if you put him in another team, he's going to work hard. He's going to play well, right? But things, or you change something in this team. But Buster clearly not working. I made a hot tech point, like, that he's not going to make the second major, but there is no second major. So I think he's going to be out after the season, probably with Nefani. And I wish that happens. Or, listen to, listen to this, this translate into a, kind of a hot take. Cloud9 should sell that thing. Mm. Cloud9 Get should out. sell that team to uh, 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 somebody. I, I I don't think they should exit CS:GO. They should just sell that team. The thing is, like, for me, that yeah, but who are they getting instead, though? Because like, are they getting phases? Because in this scenario, like, there's not that many better teams than Cloud9 to really have, though. You know what I mean? Like, well, unless they, they get phases. one of the six teams above them or something. Like, who are they? Who are they getting? You know? Well, they just wait to see how the market unfolds a little bit. Like, you don't have to get the team tomorrow. Right, okay. you know, they sell it like. Also, there is a there is a thing, you know, with uh, with the brand. Like they are the North American organization. That's true. Having the CS Russian team, it just doesn't feel well. Me uh, when I look at it, it just doesn't seem right. Like it doesn't seem like Cloud Nine to me. It was like let let's put it this way: you are British, right, and and you live in London, Maui. It's just uh, imagine the national squad of England in football wearing yellow jerseys. That that would wouldn't be 
like no, I get, it yeah. can still be like okay English sure. football team, but like yellow jerseys, like it yeah. doesn't make you know, it's not the thing. Like you know, if they had a North American team, there is a way to fix the North American scene. That's another topic. But like the North American team should be, or at least the international one. But like they had a CIS team. I, I get what they did. It business wise, it was good. They can sell fucking team for multiple million dollars to TSM to whoever, right? But the thing is like. I would the first step would be try to fix the team as it is. If that doesn't work, I would just sell it while the stock is still hot. So yes. yeah. All right. right. Here's a bunch of takes on this. First of all, since Kassad referenced him, actually the joke is if you've seen Nifty's social media, it became like exclusively like fucking like hero coach speeches. Just that's all his Twitter is. Like it, every tweet is just sort of like when you're a star seed spirit, they will try to enclose you with their norms and societal. The, like, the, the fuck? All right, all right. It's the same guy. Am I like following to my back? So that's actually just nifty. Now. I don't know. Where, I don't know where he's what he's doing, but you know, apparently he's happy. So it's all good. Bringing he's it back. Is he advanced? Oh, he still plays CS. Fucking hell. Okay. He's playing advanced. He's playing okay. advanced in North America. Fair yeah. enough. Whatever. At least he seems to be. The thing is, he's that type of person. Like that. Like <laughs> when it comes to nifty, I don't think he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He is like he made bad decisions. Sure. In his CS career. Yeah. Right. Very bad decisions when he left Renegades, when he went for that envy, and after that, when whatever. But he that those things like that he's into that stuff, right? I would never be into that, like coach quotes and like you know the sunlight and the dawn is new and whatever the fuck, right? I, I for me, it's just fucking just show me fucking the results. Probably that like, is though. Let's, let's I, get into work. Right? I actually even do like Nifty as a person. I thought he's a pretty cool guy. The problem is though, I'll always say this. This isn't a fucking sport about being a nice human being. It's exactly. about how good you are at the game. So I'm sorry, he just wasn't a very good player. So I don't really give a fuck out. You know, he had the mechanics. I, the, yeah. problem, the problem with Nitti, he had the mechanics. He had the mechanics. One of the best like movements like at the time. Like okay. he was like his movement was sick. Like, he could do anything on the server. His problem was in his head. Right? He couldn't really understand some of the things when it comes to the to the teams. And you know, it's it's his own fault what happened to him. Like nobody sure. else. And he's very articulate. He likes to talk. He's like cool guy to be around. Like he, you can talk to him about different shit. He's gonna talk to you. But he made a bunch of wrong decisions, and I think he can came back, come back from it, right? And he's trying, and that respect to him. Well, whatever. Anyway, he, we've talked about. We've talked about all. Quick now. correction. He's playing Challenger League. Okay, he actually like, qualified whatever. for that. Okay, right. Here's yeah. my Hobbit text. Anyway, the problem is this. One, I agree with Maui. Essentially, point I was talking about on the watch parties. The real problem is this. The area I first noticed this because here's the problem. It's not even that Hobbit is like. It's like I said earlier about the Stanley stuff. It's not like he's doing mad blunders all over the place. You're like, what the fuck, you idiot? You're blowing the game for them. It's just more that he just disappears in the game. Like you just you don't see him on the team side. Don't see him. He just it's just one of those people where if they get kill it's nothing if they don't it's, you don't see him either they're just, they're just in the mix of the game and the reason why that sucks is because like Maui said the main angle he's supposed to lean on isn't even his fragging which is all right actually it's supposed to be that he's experienced if anything he should be the one who's sort of the antidote to the the, the nefani choke or the shit t side or whatever this is the guy which is what he even used to do famously in his career who should win you the big 1v2 that gets you back in the game he just doesn't do that anymore guys like that was that it's quite sad because when they first came to land and everyone was flaming the fuck out of axile shiro hobbit was the guy everyone was like wow look him he you know he is like fucking captain kazakhstan just saving their ass last second and keeping them in the game and he even looked like the one who was more back then he was the one who was more mad that they were losing and the rest of them was sort of just like shit in the pants like oh my god now actually that's even by the way i can even connect that in a fucked up way kasad i actually really love that fucking shiro goes mental like that when they're losing the game because if in the in games like that when you are just killing it like that that is a way that if you, if you do it in a non-toxic way that is a way you can actually like sort of like it's like a way of waking 
make it. It's like almost like slapping your teammate on the back. Come on, fucking get in the game. Like, look what I'm doing. Like, I'm trying to carry this shit. Just like, help me out and I'll fucking win the game. I actually like that though. I love that way Marcus had them when they just sit there all sad, like, oh, fucking game's going to shit. That's why yeah. I've always said to my boy Elise back in the day, like, come on, mate. That's even though it's not toxic, it's just so bitch made to just sit there like, no, oh, whatever, we're gonna lose the game then. It's like, well, then that case, how can you even complain? You didn't even give him a chance, did you? You gave up on him as well. And then the other thing I'd add in is this. The reason why you never hear this, and it is a hot take that Hobbit's like not that good, or maybe he's even part of the problem, is because everyone forgets the narratives. I don't, it's my whole fucking career. The narrative in this team when they were Gambit Esports was they have a trio of stars. It is Shiro, Axile, and Hobbit. And any of the three can carry the game or could be the MVP. Because remember, in the online era, they all won MVPs. It was supposed to be they had this big trio. Then all you'll, here's how you know the moment Hobbit dropped off. Because about a year ago, it just became, and then they got Shiro and Axile two of the best players in the world. And now it's like, and now they've got Shiro and fuck Axile. Because that's how he says, like for some reason, Axile is just a whipping boy for every other element of the team. Like it's so crazy. So like at this point in time, I sort of agree because basically, even though Hobbit is not at the same level as the player I'm going to compare him to, the obvious comparison in terms of narrative is Dupree because everyone in Vitality loves to buy on Apex and what the fuck is Spinks doing? And you know, like oh, everything. And the one topic that never fucking comes up is, is Dupree actually a good enough player to be in this team or is Dupree ever holding them back? Because Everyone knows it's Dupree's a legend. They don't want it to be true that he's part of the reason. So I think essentially one of the problems in this case is it's where you've actually backed into a case where people like Hobbit and Dupree, not only, by the way, were they very good players with long careers, but they're also people there's no reason to dislike them. So unfortunately, I think it's a rare area where there's a blind spot for a lot of talent and they just won't flame these players. They'll never, they, they'll they'll very carefully, even if they talk about a bad performance, shade it. They would never do it in the same way like we're saying. Like essentially, I'll, I'll reframe what Maui said. Dude, I Axile could have like a plus eight in a final and get shit on like he was the biggest idiot of all time for not having a plus 28. But Hobbit could just go like minus five quietly and no one ever mentioned yeah, it. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, like if I'm Axile, even I'd be like, really? Come on, bro. Like I thought he's the one with all the experience who won the major. I'm trying to get there, bro. Like, you know Listen, what I mean? <laughs> two points. First one on Dupree, right? Like I agree 100%. We spoke about this multiple times. Like it's like, let, let's, let's take the basketball reference again. You remember Manu Ginobili with Tim Duncan yep. and yeah, Tony Parker and Pop was the coach. Like at some point, Manu Ginobili became a liability. Like he's a fucking Hall of Time player, like a Hall of Fame player. Sorry, and it's like he was, you know, he brought the titles. He won the Argentina, the fucking World Cup, and sure. the Olympics, whatever the fuck it was. Right, and at some point, he became too slow. He became too old. He didn't become too like he's he was missing shots. He was like not the the team that like you know San Antonio Spurs franchise you know can't tolerate anymore so they just replaced him the same goes with tim duncan the same goes with kevin garnett like paul pierce like you know it's just a lot of these players right the same goes in cs like if you you are a legend you, you won fucking 20 events four majors whatever the fuck right and it's like at some point we we have to you know replace you with somebody younger better sharper faster whatever it should be in cs we talked about this about rain the pre but the second point is about desk slamming thing and getting pissed off i always told my players 100 percent of the times that if you want to slam the fucking desk fucking slam it like if you want to just hit the fucking monitor slam it we can afford a new one i don't give a fuck 
But if that's going to get us going, that's going to get us going. Don't be like passive aggressive. That's that's going to make things worse. But slam us. What the fuck are we doing? Like, you know, just anything, right? Any emotion. That's what I said to fucking Leah's all the time, to JKS. Like, and like, if you feel frustrated about something and you want to fucking do it, just fucking slam it. Slam your mouse. I don't care, right? And at, at that point, I would either ask for a go for a timeout and not even mention that. Like, I wouldn't tell her, can you please not slam the desk? That would make things 10 times worse. I would immediately go into the game like, listen, guys, we need to do this, this, and that, and fucking, you know, just call around. Don't even pay attention for the fact that he slammed the desk. I'm going to use, he's going to use these 30 seconds to calm down a little bit and listen to me what I'm saying, and I'm going to use those 30 seconds to actually get what I want to say and call the next round, right? That's how. Sometimes I wanted, like, I never did this, but I, I was thinking about it, like, to, in some rough situation, to do something so radical to get myself disqualified from the match live. <laughs> Dude, he's like, he's, he's actually for real trying to do, you know, we're like the NBA coach, like there's the nothing left. You just get yourself yeah. tossed from the game. Like, that's the only, he's actually I, I, trying I, to do that I in CSGO. Do, I love it. I, I love tried it. it. I, I, I th thought about it. Like I'm going to fucking jump and I'm going to take the headsets and slam them into the fucking crowd and start jumping on them. Like something to get me disqualified. I'm gonna fucking push the admin or whatever, right? Like get in admin's face. <laughs> the admin's the face. The you motherfucker, yeah. what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah, something. I like, not it. towards my players, not towards the admin. Like, you know, just show a middle finger to the admin or something like that get, get me out of the game to get them going. I was thinking about it, but then I don't know how that, but that would be a fucking good <laughs> It would have been glorious, but you'd remember this just team, like by rounds or something. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I was thinking about it, but like, like I said, like slamming the desk, all this shit, it's like very, very like, I, I'm, I'm for it. I'm not against it. Just sitting there, like you said, like a little yeah. bitch. It's just, you know, passive aggressive. It's not the way.